10 years, three boys, one question, are we friends? Hello there, and welcome to the podcast, the name and mouse universe of which is Are We Friends? I am your delighted co-host, Taylor. I'm your co-co-host, Brian. I'm just Jorge. And this is the show of three little boys. Well, you can't friends, switch accents! No, stop! You have to... <laughs> <laughs> like, he liked yours better. Yeah, he, he literally went, oh, that exactly was not bad. It. I gotta fucking take that I was going through one. it like, oh, wait, Brian, that was a way better choice if we're going <laughs> British. Uh, so, yeah, this, this is the is show. This is the show. This is the show where three boys who've known each other for about ten years go through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still friends anymore or if it's just inertia. Um, this week, we are doing a childhood favorite of Jorge's, uh, which has become a lifelong interest and in, which crops up in surprising ways. Jorge, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to be talking about The Great Mouse Detective. And thank you for clarifying because you're like childhood interest. I'm like, this this is a forever. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is, it. Jorge and I will be drinking sometimes and this dope ass song will come on like damn is this from like a broadway show like i'm really enjoying it and he goes nah motherfucker this is the great mouse detective (laughs) slip it in like between pat benatar and nathan lane the great mouse detective (laughs) yeah no i've definitely gotten like blackout drunk and just woken up and that's been clearly the last thing i've been listening to (laughs) so jorge what is it about great mouse detective that you love um well there's a You've heard me mention it a few times on here. Like for oh, me, yeah. in a storyline, it's very important to have like the normal shit going on, but then a very good villain and like a great climax to that whole that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, Grey Mouse Detective One is the best Sherlock Holmes story of not not for kids of any kind ever made across all of them. Oh yeah, and I was I was looking for that that parallelism that you really like this time, and this movie has it like b- black versus white like so we have radigan basil clear we have goofy sidekick and goofy sidekick we have evil giant cat monster and super yeah, lovable dude. dog monster like oh, it is yeah. just everything that the other has it is reflected in the other in the nether version yeah and they're using their powers of deduction and reasoning against each other the whole time except for right at the end when Radigan loses in that field and so he shifts over to being a fucking crazy rat monster and they have an awesome fight in Big Ben. Yeah. Yeah. And it is really, really dope. Yeah. Oh, speaking of tropes that this movie just nails, uh, I love like the general Grodd, I think also belongs in this same trope of a beast who is also super intelligent, but sometimes like falls prey to his beastly nature. Uh, and yeah. it's like Radigan is absolutely that. Like he is the most refined Vincent Price speaking. Oh, cigarette to the holder. And then goes full fucking, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I looked at Vincent Price on IMDb. You know how it says what an actor is known for? Mm-hmm. It's literally... Two movies I don't know. I for God damn it, I forgot what the third one is. It's something else that's funny and the Great Mouse Detective. Oh, I'm sure like thriller's gotta be on there. Yeah, like dude. Vincent Price is famous for doing the voice and well, thriller. Well they wouldn't put the IMDB like oh, that. Oh really? Okay. They wouldn't put it as known for. They would they yeah. would, he, it would be on his IMDB because they do that shit where they'll put like music videos and stuff. Yeah. But it wouldn't be like his I'm known for this. Yeah. Um so I don't know. It's one this movie's only like 
what is it, 74 minutes Literally long? Literally 74 minutes long. It is an hour 14. It is so barely a movie <laughs> that I can't even, I, I it, dread to call it a film. We are literally going to be talking for the full duration of the movie. I was going to say, we're going to talk more than the movie one. <laughs> um, so I did write down the general By the order way, of that, events. If we just want to go through it. I just want to say, Jorge, um, that movie that you, that third movie that you were like, ah, that sounds familiar, was The Ten Commandments. That's what it is. I, I said something else that's funny. It's the cartoon wait, wait. version of The Ten Commandments. Oh, the cartoon version. I was like, wait, wait, the two-parter with Charlton No, Heston? it's Cecil B. DeMille's The Ten Commandments. Okay, yeah, so the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, the big, giant, epic one. The one that my mom made me watch every Easter. He was also wait, is in... that not a cartoon movie? He, no. No. That's You're thinking real. of the Prince the, of Egypt, dog. No, no, no. But the cover is cartoon, right? It's a drawing. It's an artist rendering, but it's not like Man, cartoon cartoon. I was like, dude, out of all the VHS that I had, of which there were many, that one was always there. I'm like, man, I ain't watching that he shit. He was the that narrator of Tiny Toon Adventures? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> He's just trolling through Vincent Price's yes, IMDb right now. Oh, my God. He was in The um, Thief and the Cobbler, which is like half of a movie. He's in a lot of shit, obviously. Yeah, I mean, he owned horror for a long time. Dude. Yeah. Also, that first movie you didn't know was The Abominable Dr. Fibes. That's an awesome movie. Really? It's it's basically like a late 60s, early 70s like precursor to Saw, where he's like, oh, he oh, got shit. fucked up by this group of doctors, and like they, I think they lost his son, and like he goes on like trap-based revenge for all of them. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as good with those with those oldies. I gotta, I gotta check them this out fair, a little bit. Yeah. Um, while we're on the subject of voices, though, Basil is named after Basil Rathbone, who is, was like the original famous Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Yep. Uh, and Basil Rathbone's, is, his voice is actually in this movie a full 19 years after he died. I was going to say, I saw that when I looked at the IMDb, I knew Basil Rathbone was in this, but I was like, wait a minute, how the fuck was he in this? He's super yeah. dead. He, he played the voice of actual Sherlock Holmes when they yes. briefly yes. go into his house? Yeah, it's from a recording of him doing the Redheaded League, and it's the same um, Watson, right? Like it's yeah, I'm Watson not from... sure. Probably, probably. Yeah, no. Yeah. The the fun facts I was reading were not interested in Watson. At all. <laughs> but Hori, you uh, you were mentioned earlier. You wanted to walk us through the plot really quick because this this is a would. tight plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for yeah. it. It's a um, and so for anybody who hasn't seen it, the the last thing I'll say before we get into it Spoiler. is, uh, kind of interesting thing I found out was right before this, The Black Cauldron came out, which oh. was a flop. Oh, oh I don't know and how, because so, that movie was fucking sick. Yeah, everybody it's, loves oh, it. Oh, it's because it was you know cool and interesting. That's why it flopped. Like That's yeah. what happens so, in these movies. Disney execs were like, I don't, I don't fucking know about cartoon movies no more, man. We might just have to <gasps> cut it off here. And then Great Mouse Detective came out and did like moderately well. And they're like, oh, I guess this would be... This would still be dope. Wow. And that started the Disney renaissance. <gasps> like, Oh, so sick. Great Mouse Detective is not considered part of it, but it is because of it that the whole renaissance came, which included Little Mermaid, The Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion, Lion King, King, Pocahontas, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, and Tarzan. So what you're saying is basically the Great Mouse Detective was the trained in CPR first man on the scene pumping <laughs> life into Disney animated pictures just in time for the EMTs to come in and do full trauma kits on it. I'm saying everything good in this world is thanks to that's what, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's too big of a bombshell. I think if we really sit there, it's probably yeah. true. I think I think we can all agree that this is the perfect movie. Oh, yeah. but, uh, 
So, I mean, no, no, let's, let's go. Why don't we go through it? And you prove me wrong. You prove me wrong. Show me exactly where this stops being the perfect oh, movie. Shit. All right, the challenge been set. Hey, Brian, okay. sharpen your fingernails. We're about to poke some holes. Um, okay. I'll start immediately. It's 74 minutes long. <laughs> I don't get what your fucking problem is. Like, art has to be it's a tight a 90 movie. minutes. Dog, Dude. short films are movies. You need to get out of here. It's, they're called you know short what? films for a reason. Yeah, they're you still movies. You know what the movies. only thing that can make the perfect movie better is? is, is if it, it takes less time to act, watch it. You know it. what? You know what? I kind of fell into that trap. That's not You know how you make Stephen King's It better? You, you make it, it shorter. Yeah, you and that's exactly seven. what they did. Dude, I would love to see them try to make It in 74 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there is one thing I noticed. When I'm watching films, I usually there's one storyline I care about and mm-hmm. I want to see what keeps happening with that one. And so there's usually several threads going on. Yeah. And when they switch to something else, I'm like, oh, don't care, don't care, don't care. This one has one. Yeah, there's one just the A really story. tight thread. So I am never uninterested. Once again, perfect movie. Ha- All right. <laughs> focus movie for sure. Having a focused yep. A storyline is, yes, a good idea. All right. So we open on the toy shop of. Mr. I believe his name is Hiram Flaversham. Flaversham. And his daughter, yes. Olivia. Flanger Hanger. I mean, Flaversham. Sorry. And Fidget the Bat with one peg leg and a broken wing mm-hmm. busts in real scary, I was wrecks say, the joint, and throws the dude in a bag. This is very him. moody and scary. This is like yes. a dark start. This is nothing, you know, fun. No, it definitely starts off in like Stephen Sondheim's version of London, you know, like dark, yeah. misty oh, yeah. clouds. Sweeney Todd, like, lo- just, yeah. Know. Or like the brown yeah, like, fog from Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde of London. Like it is not a happy, children-friendly London. Can anybody do the fidget voice? That's pretty good. I'm gonna get, oh, I got two uniforms. Yeah, I'm gonna get, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so he's doing that the whole time and Olivia's stuck in a time. cupboard. And when she comes out, she's like, Dad, Dad. Daddy. 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 Can't do it. I'm too high. By the way, I just, I'm going to get this out of the way right now because we're bringing her up immediately. Her wee Scottish brogue, her Worst fucking accent. accent. I, like, Worst everybody accent. else, I was like, whatever. I, oh, I it was a pile of mush for this girl. I, every time she spoke and was like, I love you, Basil. I was like, oh my God, I love you, man. Like, <laughs> Perfect movie. Yeah, but then they you know. they pan up into the London sky and it, the mu- the music starts it's and it's a, like the great mouse detective. By the way, into a way too cheery starting music. Like it's all like dark. Literally, girl girl's father gets kidnapped. She's alone in this broken, destroyed toy shop, and then it goes, dun, 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 and you're like, wait, is this like a cheery British movie now? I don't understand what's happening. I thought, dude, that that switch over, I think, is so good. I, I don't know. It just kind of sets it for me. Like, by the way, this is London. Like, <laughs> like, like this is going to be happening a all the time. Rob. Um, the next scene is Doctor Dawson, who was a surgeon in war times. Oh, yeah, the okay, same we'll thing get, that Watson I, does. He he was yeah I, he was a surgeon in Afghanistan. No 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 so, no. I no, get no, that for yeah. Watson, but for Dawson, but Dawson the Dawson, mouse. Oh, yeah. So that it's means just come so back from Afghanistan. This implies a lot of things. We'll just do it now then. This implies yes. a lot of things because we already we know we have a governmental structure in here because mm-hmm. we have a mouse queen, we have a salt that sort of thing. This implies that there is mouse war at the same yes. time the British are actually having wars. So does that mean there's tiny mice battalion running into battle at the same time with other like Arab mice yes. that are fighting? Like I don't. Dawson understand. says he's part of the 66th regiment. Yes, he's a major. They have full blown he's armies. A ma- it's so like, the infrastructure I- is the most fascinating thing about this movie. <laughs> like the implications of infrastructure are fantastic. 
I'm going to take yeah. it back to Taylor's classroom really quick. This does have a tradition. Oh, no. There is uh, supposedly a third epic that Homer wrote. Uh, we don't have it. It was a comic epic, and it's called The War of the Mice and the Frogs. Uh, and apparently it is just oh, a war oh, between yeah. the mice and the frogs. And we have people, you know, a thousand years later talking about, oh, yeah, you know, that thing that Homer totally wrote that we don't have anymore. And it was just like weirdly became part of the canon of missing shit. So, oh. yeah, there's there's precedent. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. So that's dope. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he's a wartime mouse. I'm just imagining Dawson's like, I've seen some shit. <laughs> and uh, Shed and I were inspecting for size specifically how they do size because he the first thing he does okay. is come into that boot and she was saying that they're those mice are too small but it is they're mice not rats so they're literally the right size in that boot and if you think about how tall radigan is he's literally taller than that boot yes. that they are inside of which is crazy oh yeah yeah, yeah. i never so I, like proportionally i was gonna they're say, all correctly sized that was never boot. my issue with any of like the the <laughs> stuff going on in that regard yeah. i was like yeah the they proportion seem of the animated animals was not his main issue with this I'm, movie i'm not gonna lie i was i i get it but i am just a little annoyed that like the shops are one-to-one like the mice decided to open a toy shop under the toy shop basil decides to fucking be sherlock holmes underneath sherlock holmes this thing I know it's a Disney. I know it's like a movie for children. I understand, but like, dude, you definitely can diversify your fucking. You don't have to do exactly what's you're under because of convenience. Well, I think that's think part of the it. universe. That's part of the universe that you know, like we were talking before, that the mice have a governmental structure and they go to war. The mice are nothing but an absolute reflection of the humans, or <laughs> yeah. better, the humans are just a scaled up version. <laughs> no, of wait, the mice. No, I, I completely disagree with that. I'll take no, the first because I, I do. I think they share a spiritual link. Yes. And I think they have the yes. exact same wars, I'll which means that. there were definitely Nazi mice. And there's a whole horrific oh, implication there. No, 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 no. That no, is no, also, no. dog, there's a fucking graphic novel called Mouse, M-A-U-S, M-A-U-S. that's about, like, there's oh a, a Very good of fascist cats, and they make the mice, you know, clearly mm-hmm. the Jews. And it's it's taught a lot in schools. Yep. Jeez. It's pretty fucking Maybe good it's all mice, but the point is, mice are either the victims of or are themselves Nazis. Right. So moving on from that, Dawson brings Olivia to Basil of Baker Street. I don't know how he like, was. He already he, going there. No, I don't no, know how he, he was. He was he w- coming to London, and he just sees the little girl on the side, just going, "Daddy, <laughs> just, daddy." And he, and he, and he, just, city. And he just, just knows where Baker Street is. Like he he's because he's lived there before, so like he knows where Baker Street is. So he's just like, "Oh, hello, poor girl. I'll take you to Baker Street because that's where you're going." Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he just sees so, a little girl, and he goes, oh, well, you know, I happen to be going to this detective. Just come with me. Yeah, so this... No, he wasn't going to the detective. Yeah, he's saying that he already knew oh, where Baker right. Street yeah, was. Right. So he's she just, like, just he's goes, Basil of Baker Street She goes, wants to find Basil. Bingo. He goes, I have no idea who the fuck Basil is, but I know what <laughs> Baker Street is, so let's go. Yeah. I hope you mean Officer Basil, but okay. <laughs> yeah. And I um, love that his first reaction, because he clearly has the adult mouse proper reaction uh, that I would expect of all adults in Mousedom. It's like, oh, there's a child here. I need to help this child. And he doesn't take it to the logical next step of, I immediately need to find a police officer right now for this little mouse child. Like, no, 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 let's take you to the strange man. Yeah, it's called personal to responsibility. Fair, I'm not sure if there are police. <laughs> also we a good point. See, we don't see any in the whole movie. We don't see there a are guards, single mouse There are clearly body. soldiers. There's detective. Or like, Basil is a detective, but clearly does not work for any organization. He's a private investigator, basically. Yeah. So wait, Mousedom yeah. is just martial law and vigilantes? 
Well, if we go with our you know. spiritual link theory, then there's a police station somewhere that the mice cops are inside of. Yeah, I guess clearly, they ride around on the cruisers of the police in, officers. Ineffective <laughs> or like not as good enough to just say, you know what, I am just going to do this myself. And this or is there is just example. rampant crime that they're constantly fighting. Uh, th- yeah, this yeah. is another great example of how this movie is perfect. We don't even need to worry about it. Just, you know, God, <laughs> the cops are just going to fuck up this plot. Me. A bunch of hand-waving. Take them out. We're all set. Just take them out. I do have some interesting notes about Basil looking into the evidence of the bullet that he comes back with. Yeah, oh, that yeah. He almost okay. shoots Can Dawson you go in into the face. That? <laughs> yeah, so... He puts some three pillows to Dawson's head and he just... So Shannon was conveniently just reading through a textbook and looking at how it actually works when you're comparing bullets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're looking so that at is... the, uh, the the etchings at the inside of the barrel of a gun leave uniquely on a bullet, right? Striations, yeah. Um, and so you can you can do that. They're, they have special microscopes that have two outputs, and you put both bullets on each other, and they, like, you know, synthetically they put, put the them image together. together. They're not... Yeah, oh, the I image it was goes just together. people it's like not... rubbing bullets together. <laughs> like no, no, they have like a like a kind of machine that does it. Oh, but cool. the stri- like the bullet that he compares would have actually probably been okay. It's hard to say. Like, there's no official way. It's kind of up to somebody's experience. Mm-hmm. But if it's the striations match like that for most of it, chances are it probably came from the same gun. And it's kind of cool that they're just like you know actually what he's doing is pretty legit. Yeah. He's being he's being quirky and weird, but it's for a purpose. Yeah. So he's already so this is this is okay. This is lending credence that the human world is just a pale reflection of the mouse world, because he's <laughs> actually doing real forensic science yeah. versus. Well, he's using know, the wrong microscope. Well, it, it can't be perfect. He's probably you know it's the nineteenth century a mouse. or something and in mousedom. He's inventing striation technologies while fucking yeah. Sherlock Holmes is going around saying like that's probably the German word for something. No, he sure. does also love to destroy evidence, which, to be Sorry, fair, Basil in that time, so did everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I love like you know old timey murder before DNA. Like, oh, was I think John Mulaney has the yeah. joke. Just ah, here's the giant pile of the killer's blood. What do we do with it? Mop it up, Frank. Ew, <laughs> get rid of that. <laughs> now back to my hunch. <laughs> but so anyway, so what's Basil? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and when they shoot bullets to out of the gun to test for the striations mm-hmm. they do it either into uh ballistics gel wa- no they don't have it's like a it's either a bunch of cotton yep so once again accurate or uh water damn like a box full of oh, water because they, they they can't like risk ruining the the striations yeah the bullet. well batman doesn't do that he fucking shoots four bricks in that fucking dark knight movie and then he compares the bricks together mm. but that's because he has the outline of the brick Anyway, right. that's so you know Basil what? is Sorry. not only better than Sherlock Holmes; he's also better than Batman. Fuck you right now! I'll fight you to the death. I'll get. We're a definitely knife gonna fight right now we, if you say that. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a DC part two because we keep railing Brian about DC. <laughs> well, I'm just excited to see Mouse Man. You know, like Frank West's Mouse Man. <laughs> just, There's you know. um this this movie is based on a series of books, by the way. Wait, the Great Mouse. Wait, Detective? what? Yeah. yeah. Wait, Sherlock Holmes? Is that the series of no, books? No, no, no. Arthur Conan there's Doyle? A, there's a five-book series Get the fuck of right Basil of Baker Street. That's awesome. Is he a mouse um, in that? Yeah, yeah. They're all mice. <laughs> it's, not just, it's not just a rip-off of Sherlock Holmes that they're actually. The, okay, I, I do find it interesting with the names because, like, 
oh, I'm not John Watson. I'm David Dawson. I'm not Mrs. Hudson. I'm Mrs. Judson. I, like, there's a couple of names where I'm like, why don't you just call? Is it because? But they also exist in that Exactly. Universe. So, like, that's what I was getting into where it's like, it's not a parallel. It's not like a, a spider ham situation where you're like, oh, right. I'm, you know, somebody else in this whole different universe. No, like, it's a spiritual this exists. Link. Exactly. It yeah. just annoyed and, me to no end because I'm like, I want to call you Mrs. Hudson and I want to call you Watson, <laughs> but you're Dawson and you're Mrs. Judson and I want to scream right now because they exist. Do you know exist. what this process is, Brian? This is you coming out of the cave. You only saw the mere reflection <laughs> of real reality, you're, the human I'm, world, and now this movie shows you the proper reality of mouse I'm going to throw you into a cave if you keep talking like this. <laughs> and I think we can also assume that Watson has recently come back from war. That's, he's who, already that's who back. That's the shadow in the Well, in yeah, the no, character. Watson's already yeah. back and settled, but I'm saying we know he just came back from war because I think that Dawson and Watson went to war at the same time. Because, again, their it just spirit, took Dawson they're... longer to get back because he's a mouse. Maybe. And the only reason Watson needed to go to the war in the first place is because he had the spiritual <laughs> link to the good soldier Dawson. Yeah, I'm not sure which way that link no, goes. No, again, <laughs> still pretty convinced that it's the other way around. But all right. Just saying. Well, no, you're not just saying. <laughs> just saying. All right, Please. so what happens next in this movie? Uh, Basil's like, oh, yeah, you know, what I'm doing is chasing after my fucking dope nemesis, Radigan. Yeah, and we he's cut obsessed. To, yeah. We cut to Radigan forcing Flaversham to build what we find out is the robot later. My favorite thing is they basically do the young Frankenstein joke where they he literally goes, my nemesis, and it zooms into the picture, the portrait he has of his nemesis, and it goes, yeah. Radigan, and then just lightning strikes, and it's like this big close-up zoom on his face, and I'm like, yeah, oh, is. he's so the villain, I love it. And also, they do so having... Many- they do so many great cuts with that same image, like yeah. two or three times yeah. back and forth. Well, they, they the... come, yeah, they come back mm-hmm. through it too. Because fucking having a picture of your nemesis it's... over your fireplace yeah. is so classy, bro. A, a portrait, like not yeah. even like a photograph or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. a portrait. He's so yeah. obsessed with him. <laughs> Still, um, so yeah, we cut to, to him in the workshop. Mm-hmm. We see him like. His, I love his thing where he's trying to keep his cool all the time, but he's yes. like, later on, fucking Fidget, I think, tells him something, and he almost yells at him so bad that he has a heart attack. Like, he <laughs> yes, holds yeah, his he's chest. Really, he's he's just, like, oh, oh, ooh. He goes full ooh. red face, and then it calms back down. He's just, yeah. okay, so. <laughs> yeah, I laugh. Rage, rising, yeah. rising, falling. Rage, falling, rage, mm-hmm. falling. Yeah, but then we he goes into his lair with his minions and he starts in his song. Um the the drunk mouse, Bartholomew. Yes, Bartholomew. Also played by the voice actor who did Basil. Oh, oh shit. Dope. What a fun little enough. fact. Yeah. yeah. I also so he calls so, Radigan a rat and he gets fed to that enorm that cat always has one more chin than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love I, this. Is another classic like villain trope, uh, like Bond villain esque trope that I love that they put into this movie. That the evil genius also has the creature from the deep at his disposal. Yeah, yeah. the big bad sort of like yeah, the sh- the uh, yeah. the freaking sharks with freaking laser beams on their freaking heads <laughs> of Doctor Evil. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's a bunch of mice. They're all minions for Radigan. And like I want to talk about, for some reason, there's like a fucking gecko. What there. is he? I don't know what he is because he's too like thin he's and gangly like, to be a frog. But a like, lizard. he's green. And he's like a lizard. He's so weird. 
Um, there's one. Thing... I love that guy. He's got a funny name too. Of remember. course, what he it does. is. There's one thing. Uh, just to... Radigan is for real, by the way. Like he's not some joke, like goofy mustache twirling whatever villain. There is a line. I don't remember like the setup for it, but part of the line in one of his in the song is those widows and orphans you drowned. Oh, he God, drowned dude. widows and orphans. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, hey, look, an orphan. How totally e- like <laughs> I imagine he was there doing it like with his bare hands. Um, and that's the thing is like this is not his first rodeo. He's yes. gotten away with this shit a ton of oh. times. They're literally on a mountain of gold, so and the only thing he has left say. to take is the whole kingdom. But this is what I was gonna say. Um, he's done a bunch of. He mentions numerous jobs in the song, and they're all very cool, whatever. But like that, those jewels, mm-hmm. he has stolen from humans. Yeah, dude, he's big like, time. Like, he's a real big time villain. He's nothing yeah. to fuck with. But that's the thing. It's like, how is the real Sherlock Holmes going to catch him? <laughs> how? He's step on him. Yeah. He's going to accidentally step on him. Yeah. He's going to accidentally break his neck, and then that's it. And then he's going to go, oh, case closed. Jolly he's got to find him first. Let's go no, back to India. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. It's like a single human being trying to operate on the level of the angels. Sherlock Holmes can't do that. That's why you need to go up to the level of the angels, the mice. <laughs> Wait, that. <laughs> I think he could at least figure out that it was a rat that did it. Yeah. Because what's that? What's that quote when, when don't oh. ruled out all the possible, only the impossible. Exactly. Yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe you could find out it's a rat, but then you fucking try to find a rat in London, dude. Are you talking about that Basil quote that Sherlock Holmes obviously plagiarized? <laughs> you're, you're extending this out this into the real world. Too, I'm, I'm gonna fucking freak out. Okay. Um, yeah. Which is we have the Radigan song, and we cut back right back mm-hmm. to back to the past. Samurai uh, Jack. Watch. Sorry. Um, it's it's just back to Basil's apartment. Yeah. By the way, this is the quote: "When you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth." Yeah, yeah that's what it is. So rats took the jewel. Basically, yeah. Um. Yeah. So they're back in Basil's apartment. They. Why did they decide to go to the toy store? No, they just they have something of fidgets, I think, and they're gonna give it to Toby the dog to, to they, find uh, him. So, yeah. no, no, so what happens? Takes so what happens to the is toy store. Fidget comes back, scares Olivia at the window. Um, yeah. Dawson and Basil take a brief chase. He runs off. They see the footprints. Dawson, being a good Watson, picks up the fucking hat and he's like, "Ah, we'll take that to fucking Toby." Yeah. Gets his fingers all over it. <laughs> Contaminates yeah. the crime scene, and you know. This is when we see the real Sherlock Holmes when they're getting Toby. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Let's also talk about that. That Basil the mouse just has full access to steal Sherlock Holmes's actual dog. He trained him. Yeah. He Proving that he, he is the superior of these two of beings. One of several dogs he has trained, by the way. That's what he says. Yeah. It is, okay, he so is the amazing. best trained of the dogs he has trained. That's a perfect movie. And I'm like, just- this is... Saying the evidence apart. is mounting that Sherlock Holmes is just the reflection of I don't of Basil. understand. I legitimately don't understand why Toby dislikes Dawson. I get why he uh, likes Olivia. Admit. She's the charming, you know, kid character. That's fine. I have no problem with that. And she does her little, hey, Toby. And you're like, oh, my God, what's happening? Would you like now? a crumpet? You know, um, yeah, you know what I bet it is? I bet Watson doesn't like Toby. I bet Watson <gasps> so like, kicks him when he walks by. out. Because I think uh, I think dogs are are not on either side of the mirror. I think they they exist between worlds. They understand the that both worlds pathway. exist fully. Yes. Yes, yeah, and they like know on the, the scale they can see in between. The link. 
Yeah, so oh, he likes Sherlock Holmes, and that's why he likes he Basil. He projects that onto. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. He like he he can see the, the that they are linked. Uh, I'm sorry, Jorge. I'm just going to correct you. Uh, Toby likes Basil, into- <laughs> therefore he likes Sherlock. No, Holmes. shut the fuck no, up. No, but see, right no. Now. now we have evidence that it goes the other way. Yeah. Why? Because because he because doesn't like Dawson, Dawson, and it's his first time meeting Dawson. But he's had extensive experience. We're saying with he Watson. doesn't like Dawson because okay, he doesn't like the Watson. The only thing this proves is that there's equal two way communication. <laughs> it does not prove that the one world is Fair. superior to no, the other. No, that's what we're yeah. saying. No, no, we're we're saying we've, there's, we've, yeah. Well, yeah, we, let's at least bring it down to equal now. Yeah. Now there, we're, there, we, have, we have reason to believe the mice are not above the humans. Between... I'm going to have a heart attack by the end of this episode if we keep this up. Yeah. <laughs> For all yeah. we know, like, the wars are won by both what the mice and the humans are doing. That's true. I'm it's sure it like could. There's contributions on both I was sides. Say, I'm Maybe sure they it affect could, each other's luck. Bingo. You know? Like if, well, if the mice have like a big victory and that turns off, like you know how in wars or like fights sometimes it's like gremlins. You hear, well, no, no, you hear about things of like, man, it was so lucky that that turned off for a second, or like, yeah. you know, it was so lucky that that jammed. It's like maybe that was the mice fight. Like that was right. their. That was their D day, and they did that whole effort, yeah. and that just turned off a battery for five seconds that caused. The allies to win, like, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, and the allies is D-Day does shit for the Bing, mice. Bingo, too, exactly. Okay, okay yeah. guys, check this the fuck out right now. <laughs> so, I'm going to check out right historically, now. Historically, one of the best things that happened for the allies at the storming of Normandy is that Hitler refused to get up early. He absolutely refused <laughs> that day in particular. And so there is the fucking space for little ally mouse spies to have come in <laughs> and taken the battery out of his alarm clock, thus no, winning the allies. You're misunderstanding, Normandy. though. It's not that they took the the batteries out. It's that by winning their own mouse D day, that, that gave exactly. like a supernatural inclination to Hitler to not wake up early that day. <laughs> so clearly, minute, God favors mice. <laughs> no, it goes both ways. They killed they killed Adolf Mausler, and then they were like, okay, that'll keep. Hitler down for yeah. a couple hours. Because for all we know, Mausler wasn't going to kill himself in the bunker. He was going to do something else fucked up, but by them winning their D-Day, that made him kill himself, you know? Oh my god. It goes both ways. The art of war is actually just the dialogue between mouse and men. Oh my and this god. explains of why Dawson... men is a war novel! <laughs> this explains why Dawson gets back to London later than Watson Correct. Does. Because the wars are slightly different. Oh, even though they true. are very deeply intertwined. Oh my god. god okay. This movie's all right. amazing. So so Toby, he um he uh, Basil hypes the fuck out of Toby, by the way. Yeah. He's like this villain, scoundrel, and he's just like holding the fucking hat up to him. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh he's a bat, he's got a peg leg in. Yeah, I love that he's He's doing all the hype talking. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's a bat with a broken wing and a peg leg. And he's like, because well, he says he's... something and Toby's like, wait, what? And he's like, it's a bat. <laughs> he's like, oh, cool. So then they're storming through London, like at a pace where it's clear that any one of these mice could be thrown off and killed at the velocity at which this dog runs. <laughs> Dawson is holding on to the tail yeah, in a desperate struggle to survive. Yeah. And this is when they get to the, the large toy store, not the toy store from the beginning. There are two Correct. toy stores. Yeah, and then we have a Out of, battle like the with four Fidget. locations they go to. Two of them are toys. <laughs> this locations. movie is half toys. Six stores. locations. <laughs> I mean, not gonna lie, kind of. Yeah, third toys. Yeah, so we get there, right? We we find Fidget. We find the note, which kind of takes. Is this what takes them to Miss Kitty's uh, sexy bar? So there's uh, there's yes. a lot well, going on the, in that toy store. Yeah, they, yeah. In the toy store, they like. Did they have a jump scare in that movie? 
when Olivia is going oh, to yeah. check out that baby doll and it ends up being Fidget dressed up like the baby and he flies right at the screen real scary. Oh, by the way. Terrifying. Um, by the way, if you look at the basically the way Fidget gets them gets Olivia to fucking come over so we can kidnap her, he sets off a bunch of music boxes, right? Very and scary. One of them is not a music box per se, but it shoots bubbles. And what it is, it's actually Dumbo yeah. shooting yeah. bubbles out of it. It's a fun, yeah. like you know how mm-hmm. there's those Pixar references in all their movies with little things? It's like that, yeah. where you got a yeah. fun little Disney reference in there. Yeah, so Fidget manages to kidnap Olivia mm-hmm. while Basil and Dawson are figuring shit out. Dawson well, loses Basil's track of her, Basil's doing on the case, and then um, they have Dawson that and Basil really intense, both like, get They're foiled. running up a mountain of toys as it's like falling there's and a really, chasing after each other. What's really funny is there's a really hype, like it looks like, Advent, like new adventures of Batman, like the old TV series where they're in the dark, but you see their eyes and Dawson and yeah. Basil are running really intensely. And then it, yeah. they come out of the shadow and a giant Lance comes at them. So they're like, Oh my fucking God. And Dawson gets speared. Uh, his coat gets speared and he gets sent onto a target. So he's out of the game. Basil does this epic run up chase with fidget yeah, and he jumps on the last block, but he misses and he, everything comes crashing down on him, and Fidget's like, and he flies away, or he jumps away. Um, that leads to a pretty emotional moment between yeah, uh, Basil just the two reams out Dawson. Well, and here's he here's another to... reason why Basil of Baker Street is better than the real Sherlock Holmes because Sherlock Holmes they do that whole thing where it's like, oh, he doesn't like people. He's like very autistic, yeah. And it's he just he's like unlikable in the way that he never likes people. Correct. And you just don't want to see him anymore. Yes. <laughs> Whereas Basil is like a human being and will actually he, like learn. He's an eccentric grump. Basil yeah. is, could we say, more human than human than the pale reflection of Sherlock Holmes. I mean, well, yeah. Well, but well, hold on. Not... Yes, yes, but the real Sherlock Holmes in other media. We don't see much of the Sherlock Holmes in this world. Correct. That's true. The Sherlock Holmes in this world might be better because of Basil. Well, I- I'm asking for yeah. intertextuality. Um, to prove no. this point, but we can we can continue. I will. Yeah, prove. I mean, this this whole world has been very very changed by the existence of these spirit mice. Yeah. Wait, they're not. They're, they're actual. I mean, mice. I mean, they're not. I mean, spirit, spirit in the in the link that they share with the humans, not in that they are ghost mice. <laughs> yeah. Dude, ghost mice would be awesome. Is this when we have Miss Kitty's sexy bar? Uh, well, they take the note that they got from Fidget. He does a bunch more stuff in his apartment mm-hmm. that like grinds it up to find out a bunch of like. Reasonable evidence to figure out what pub Fidgets probably came from. Yeah, I actually dug that. That was a good... um, So the one issue I always end up having with Sherlock Holmes um, adaptations and media is how they play Sherlock and how they play his deductive reasoning. Like, Mm -hmm. the Robert Downey Jr. ones are basically a superpower. And I'm like, okay, fine. We're doing... That's what we're doing. Whatever. Um, the Benedict Cumberbatch one starts out very deductive and yeah. very well put together and kind of goes into superpower mode later. This one is pretty deductive. Um, at the beginning, he shows, like, or sorry, my one issue is that they don't always show the evidence that's there. But this mm-hmm. one they kind of do because we've seen Fidget and Radigan, so we can start to put things together with, yeah. like, dialogue we've heard and things like that. And that's what Basil puts together to find their hideout and i really appreciated that yeah it's things like he knows dawson is a surgeon because of the uh, stitching the he way uses he stitches his yeah. thing and the fact that yeah exactly 
Yeah, it's all totally reasonable. Yes, he goes to the pub, and that's where they find that sexy mouse song. Okay. Dude, okay. want to talk about that. Oof. I know. I realize I'm, I'm getting it to... There, there you go. <laughs> See to set. Have your sexy mouse time. Okay. So Basil and Dawson are sitting at a bar, and they have the most adorable disguises on. <laughs> I love Basil's mustache. Dawson's, I love dude. Basil's mustache. Yeah, the only... Yeah, he's, he looks good. Yeah. Dawson, looks Dawson looks ridiculous, like and it's so Dawson looks like Shmee looks like Shmee. He looks like yeah. schlubby Shmee, which also <laughs> might be a reference. I'd like to see if that turtleneck is the same one Shmee wears in the Peter Pan, the 50s Peter Pan. <laughs> But so they, Basil is darting his eyes around, and Dawson's just getting fucking hammered next to him. (laughs) Not just getting hammered, dude. Like slappy go lucky, man. I like this wake up juice. It's just like yes. They they each get a beer, and Basil immediately like inspects it. He's like, these beers have been poisoned. Meanwhile, Dawson has (laughs) already chugged his entire beer, and is he's not drunk. He's not drunk. He's poisoned. Yeah, yeah, he's drunk. He's, he's like roofied, basically. He's yeah. poison. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Alcohol is a poison. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, the real Watson is probably having some sort of stomach ache or something like that. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> when they when Basil looks over after he because he has that moment, like, oh no, these drinks they've been poisoned, and he looks over and what is the evidence that fucking Dawson is Dawson. literally <laughs> dancing <laughs> on stage with yeah. the sexy mice? Like, oh yeah, he's been poisoned already. It's like. Yeah, okay. I've heard that one before. Um, I'm just going to say it outright, and Taylor, you talk about your sexy muscle I want. That song is too sexy. The song yeah, and dance is too sexy. That's what I wanted to talk about, too. Like, she, it is a little erotic. She pulls the, the, the feather part of her skirt off, and she's just got the thing, and they're going, woohoo! And she's like, I think she literally goes, like, I will do anything just for you. And I'm like, you can't this say is- that to all these people, because they're thinking depraved mouse-related shit. And I'm going to freak out if this movie implies right. anything. Well, I'm going like to say it's the human's fault. They didn't. They didn't what? It's what? I'm going to say it's the human's fault. Oh, I agree with that. They, that they probably get it. those negative things yep. from the humans that they're linked with. Absolutely. That or Mouse the Mice just invented burlesque because it is just a, it, it's exactly <laughs> a burlesque show. Like they yeah. didn't cut anything out. Like there's not a lot of nudity in both burlesque sometimes. Uh, but I was like, say, depending on the burlesque show, it is but. yeah. It's like you could take a show out of the Moulin Rouge, and that's exactly what they the animated way, in mouse was, form. That's what I, I was thinking. Um, mouse, who I don't think she gets a character name at all. Um, oh, by the way, I had like I hadn't seen this movie in literally fifteen years, something. So this was essentially like a new viewing for me. Mm-hmm. When she showed up, I was like, "Why are they?" And I looked at the timing because again, I knew it was seventy-four minutes, and I'm like. Why are they introducing a love interest 45 minutes into the movie? <laughs> no, 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 no. And I'm like, oh, she's just here for a song. That's literally it. Like, because yeah. I'm, no I'm so used to that. Um, well, it's she also is a trope in Sherlock Holmes. I, I was assuming that was like the Irene Adler, like the right. sexual, like deviant character that pushes Sherlock emotionally that he doesn't. He's like, ah, I don't fucking uh, girls cooties. Yeah. Ew. And then no, no, yeah. no time for that. Nope, yeah, no time for that. Wanna, Just a song. If we want to talk about like an underappreciated legacy of this movie, people talk about the Chippendale Rescue Rangers and Nala being the source of either the fetish of furries or like <laughs> I don't know, like our enjoyment of watching animated pornography. No, nah, dog. It is <laughs> way more of that comes from this First fucking all, movie. This, this, okay, this again might be the CPR thing, but I have to assume, and maybe it's just an age thing. 
Lola Bunny is the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about oh, yeah, influences on sexualizing, you know, animal creatures. I thought Lola Bunny was in Space Jam first, yes. which would have been like nine years after this. Yeah, this is nineteen eighty six, dog. I, again, I assume she I assume this is like the precursor jumping off point, but in terms of popular culture, Lola Bunny is probably the one people think about. Mm. Yeah. This may well, have been well, the same situation, yeah. While we're on the topic okay. of sexy mice, oh boy! While I was what a topic looking, to be on. So I was looking for comparison pictures so we could decide if Radigan and Basil were the correct mouse sizes. Okay, and I ran into a picture of Basil and Radigan, like no. deviant art of no. them drawn as humans. Okay, and I'm like, what's going on over here? <laughs> <laughs> and I found a un unworldly no treasure trove. Stop. Of Basil and Radigan slash fiction. The word you're looking for is ungodly because no god would permit that sort of pictures on this earth. I and it's like it's a. I didn't know. I wasn't seeing pictures. I was seeing written stories, mm. and I was. I tried okay, to okay, like good. dig around for a short one for <laughs> all for, to make Taylor read. But honestly, there was either ones that were like grotesque and the, the, the tags <laughs> on it were like this is this is inappropriate for anybody to read <laughs> this is inappropriate. or they were like short and like about the emotions that one of them was feeling oh, for each other and it's you're just like, like wait Dude, I this can't is read not that. i am doing no. the wrong kind of research right now <laughs> I know. that's when you just gotta go right up to the google bar and just type in something like butt fucking on baker street that's <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, that's when you go up to the Google bar and you just delete the internet. And you're like, I'm good. Uh, it's enough for me today. <laughs> yeah, apparently Radigan has a first name. It's like... It's Professor. Pa- Patrius? Pat? Pat? Petroid? Oh. Petroid? Pat? It's something probably If like it's that. Patroclus, then there's absolutely no. some... Okay. Can I... It's something around there. Though. Hey. Yeah. I don't know how he got named. And I don't... I'll Maybe there's an explanation of it. He hates being called a rat. Uh-huh. His name Here's my theory. Starts with rat. He's an immigrant to Mousedom, and so they named him Radigan when he was immigrating, and he does not want to get rid of his name because it has a heritage to him. Okay. Yeah. That's what yeah, I got. Uh, all right. I uh, but he's perfect got a movie. very yeah, perfect movie. Br- Maybe his parents were immigrants. Because he's got a perfect British fucking like you know what I mean like he's, yeah no that's what I mean like it's, okay okay I don't mean I don't mean he himself I mean like oh then yeah he's yeah, like yeah. a he's like a third fourth generation all right oh I'll, my God. I'll, I will I will buy that that's what acceptable is, because I was what freaking happens? out going like you yeah, say it's probably rat, so sensitive okay. about the rat thing. Mm-hmm. oh okay oh yeah okay yeah right. and they call it mouse oh, dumb not mouse and rat dumb yeah yeah it's not lit- it's not small mammal dumb <laughs> it is like no the ethno state or like rodentum. Yeah. No state. Oh. Yeah, it's a little rough. It's very colonial. Ooh. Well, you know, if you go back yeah, to I was gonna say how... it's 1897 yeah. Britain, I don't know what to tell you. Right? Yeah, he's well, an oppressed even, class. Oh, Basil's not perfect. He makes uh, some very cololorful comments about the the smell of Afghanistan when he's you know, yeah, figuring it's out it's got a unique potency. Dawson... Yeah, and it's just like, oh, okay, yeah. So everything is right here, including yep. the casual mm-hmm. colonial racism yeah. of 
19th century England. He was pro- perfect I, move. There's a point where <laughs> no. historically accurate. There, we have an, a compelling there, immigrant story. There's burgeoning sexuality. Like this I movie was, is pushing all boundaries. I was hoping that when his because he pulls out that pile of maps and I think there's like an island one at one point. I was hoping there'd just be one that's just of Africa and he'd be like, ah, oh, there we go. That's our colony right there. Perfect. And then just scrolls it back oh up and just throws it back away. <laughs> Um, so yeah, after the pub, they go down the pipes because they see Fidget yes. and they follow him down and they go through a bunch of pipes and they arrive at Radigan's lair mm-hmm. thinking they're real smart. And then Radigan drops that epic <laughs> banner being like, Hey, fuck you. I know what you were doing. Does, is it say welcome? Basil? It just says welcome Basil. Welcome Basil. Yeah. Uh-oh. He, and um, he's like, dude, I expected you 15 minutes earlier had, and he calls what was like, what took a while. He's like, had trouble with the old chemistry set, and Basil's like, oh, "No, I didn't." <laughs> is, I love that the Fidget best. is in the bottle dressed as Olivia for <laughs> no reason besides to continue to be a little asshole. Uh, it is, it is the very best version of "No, Mister Bond, I expect you to die," oh. and just like out. Oh, it. okay, yeah, that out. Doctor knows, Doctor No. Radigan is, is the fucking... perfect villain. Yeah, he rips his mustache off, and <laughs> then no they laugh to. at him so hard that he loses his confidence. Yeah. You watch it happen. He goes like, trying to stand straight, and it's just all the laughter. He gets emotionally Perfect broken. movie. Uh, oh, man. So can we, like, call Criterion up? Can we do that? Disney it probably has it. Dude. Disney should have it in the vault. They'll never give it dude, to Criterion. what Disney should have done was make a uh, Kingdom Hearts world. Oh, a thousand shit. times over they should have don't, done that. No, literally oh, don't say this to me because then you put it in my head and now I have that D-L-C. in my head and it'll never happen. DLC. <laughs> never D-L-C. happen. No, Dude. no, Taylor, it'll be the next game on like the PS Vita or something. Like it'll yeah. be some obscure Sucks, shit. Yeah. Fucking fighting heartless Radigan would oh, be. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Jorge. You, I know. You, Sorry, can uh, we just all apply for jobs at Square Enix? I feel like this podcast is better than a resume. Be so hype. Because then uh, you'd have a cool ratless, like a heartless rat, and you'd be like, or like a cat. Oh, maybe you'd have Felicia be a heartless and it'd be fucking terrifying. Um so oh, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to let me let me try to like get through the rest of this. We have the the trap. <laughs> Let's try to get through is, this seventy four minute plot. <laughs> yes, we're we're getting we're getting right up in there. Yeah. He puts them in the crazy trap. The the classic Bond, Bond villain, villain trap. Of Bond villain yeah. traps, yeah. I have to attend to other things. I'll leave you to your fate. But he ups it. He ups it past any villain I've ever seen. Because not only does he have an insane like number of ways that it's going to kill them, but then he plays a record that he himself <laughs> he recorded a whole song taunting him. It's like a three plus minute song. Like it's a full yeah. song. It's like as long yeah. as the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, when it's, he puts it on, it's, it's like just like the minutes, ominous so tones. The yeah, when he puts the record needle on, it's just the ominous tones in the background speed up, and you realize Radigan's been singing oh. at you the entire movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, so Basil escapes from the trap by activating it early after looking completely insane when he gets the idea from so, Dawson. So, yeah, Dawson has to... Um... By the way, Olivia is stuck in a ship in a bottle. Like She's stuck like yes. a ship in a bottle. Well, yeah, so Fidget had to get out of the point. bottle... Switch clothes again and then and put then her put back her, oh, in the bottle. Oh, that makes sense why she didn't die of suffocation. Because yeah. um, when I first saw that, I was like, wait a minute. Um, but Basil is sitting there dejected, literally just waiting to die on this mousetrap mm-hmm. like, of death. And, and it's Dawson because is he's like, been defeated intellectually. he's been defeated intellectually. And Dawson's like, dude, are you fucking out of your mind? 
You're Basil of Baker Street. Fucking figure this out. There's people who still need you. You can totally still make it. And Basil's like, ugh, I, I don't know. He's like, nah, I don't care. And then Dawson's literally like, okay, if you're going to fucking mope and be depressed, just set the trap off now. And then literally as he says that, uh, Basil goes, set the trap off net. Set the trap off net. And he just goes full insane eyes like Ray was saying. And he's like, hold for my signal and then let go. And literally says, by the end of it, they're just screaming when they let go. He's like, now. And they go, ah! <laughs> He, the, during his calculations, when he's murmuring to himself, he says, take the square root of an isosceles triangle. Yes. Which, please tell me what the square root of an isosceles triangle is. Because I don't believe that an isosceles I, triangle is a value. I, I don't think that, that can be done. Keep talking. Don't think that, <laughs> Keep talking. What a fine the square you? root of sides. Like, that's Pythagorean theorem. Yeah, there's like, like all sorts of things with an isosceles triangle that you could get the square root of. But. Uh, you can take the square root of the value of its area. Yeah. It's just you a can one take Because uh, this is, um, dude, the first thing that came up is the Wizard of Oz quote from the Scarecrow when he gets a brain. Oh, he goes. God. The sum of the square roots of any two sides of an isosceles triangle is equal to the square root of the remaining side. That's just so, Pythagorean yeah. theorem. Yes. But yeah, the, fucking yes. kids know that, dude. So, <laughs> you so still need a brain. So Basil just fucking shortened that even further and just went, I'm going to take the square root of the whole fucking triangle. You know, I think you figured it out. That's probably what that means. Perfect movie. Yeah. Oh. Perfect movie. Economy uh, of dude, language. They economy do that, of language. The economy language, and they make a Wizard of Oz reference. I am, I'm getting on board because I love cinematic references. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so then, and we all cinema is just a reference with to Malstum. That's why Malstum epic movie will make is a my movie. favorite film. Because <laughs> they say, "Hey, remember all of these films," and they go, and then you go, "Wait a minute, this came out in 2007. Half these movies didn't come out yet." And you're like, "Yeah, we just saw their trailers, and we hoped it worked." <laughs> <laughs> that literally happened. There, there's, there's some God. references in those movies that they literally only saw the trailer and they made jokes off of that. And by jokes, I mean they went, hey, wouldn't it be funny if Jack Sparrow came out and farted? And then they'd be like, yeah, I would. And then somebody went, I funded this film. I'm going to kill myself. And then they went, anyway, well, thank back you for to that the perfect riveting film. explanation of epic movies. Shut the fuck yeah. up right now. <laughs> oh. But we, yeah, as if I'm doing something so interesting right now. Uh, we find out that Professor Radigan's whole plan was to replace the queen with a robotic version of her being controlled by Hiram Flaversham. Hiram, by the way, is also the first name of the bad guy in Riverdale, which you guys should still watch. Um, and there's not much else to say besides the queen is he's using he's doing that so that he can have the queen fake put him in charge. And he comes out in this insane awesome, outfit. Awesome outfit. OK, I have a it's a callback thing. Uh, it's, a, it's a couple of questions on this scene. One, I love that the queen reads the whole poem, like the thing, and then gets, to, it literally goes like, savor this now because this will be when it comes to an end. And it's like, it's literally a threat to her. And she's like, huh? And then they open the thing and it's her robotic. And she goes, ooh, how fascinating. And I'm like, <laughs> bitch, you know that something wrong's about to happen. Also, there is a bat who wheel like fidget is one of the guards in the uniforms who comes up to her and I'm like, I bet you dollars to donuts, Queen Mouse Elizabeth or Queen Mouse Victoria never saw a goddamn bat in her royal guard in her goddamn life. And then one she just gives shows him up the today. look over. Yeah, 
But guys, she like lowers her glasses and is guys, like, mm. hold on. So, <laughs> so more evidence of the absolute parallel. Radigan has a line before the Radigan song. Where he says, ah, yes, the Queen's Diamond Jubilee, yes. which means the 16th anniversary of something specifically, like it's usually used in monarchical terms. 1897, when this movie yeah. comes out, was the Diamond Jubilee of, of Victoria's reign. Obviously. Queen Victoria was only the queen because the Mouse Queen was the queen. QED. No, I- QED. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, my QED, other, bro. My other, this is a previous thing back at the toy shop. Fidget pulls the uniforms off of the toy soldiers. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have any toy soldiers that ever had uniforms that were like cloth material? Because the only ones um, that I ever had were painted on. Yeah, but we had we had lame like 90s toys. These are those good old fashioned okay. real cloth toys. All right, I'm I'm, I'm a little skeptical hippo on it, but that's that's fine. All right, all right. So we defeat the evil queen, and we're no. Well, yeah, we Basil shows what? Basil shows up with the game. And by the way, Flaversham has just invented robotics for Mastum. Yes, and oh, that's probably yeah. why robotics exist in the real world. Yeah. But so uh, it's exactly the reason. Yeah. It takes about a hundred years for humanity <laughs> to catch up to the far superior mouse species. No, 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 no. You know, so we have Toby chases off the big Felicia. fat cat. Felicia. Oh, by the way. You know, the only fight we're missing is actually Dawson versus Fidget, if we're looking at the parallels. Yes. Although that's cleared up off screen when they surprise um, Flaversham when he's doing the robot queen. Mm-hmm. Well, not when he's doing the robot queen, when he's voicing the robot and managing. Oh, you're right. Yeah. He probably is the one that Exactly, him up. exactly. Um, but there was one moment, <laughs> it just made me laugh because I'm a fucking child, apparently, or a 13 year old boy. Um, Toby chases Felicia, and Felicia jumps up a a, a wall, and she's at the top mm-hmm. of it. And Toby's like, rawr, 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 he can't get to her. And she's like, ha, fuck you, Toby. I'm out of here. She turns, and she, like, shakes her butt and, like, sticks it up a little bit, and then she jumps. But when she did that, I thought she was going to, like, fart or, like, take a shit on Toby. And I'm, like, and I'm like, wait a minute. And then she jumps over, and I go, oh, okay. And then she gets, like, murdered by a pack of royal guard dogs. Oh, so, yeah. She absolutely yeah. gets murdered. Yeah, literally, literally everybody but the lowest minions on the evil side gets murdered. Yes. Um, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, then. Then. Yeah. Oh. Now we're in climax mode. Jorge, this is, set the scene for us, dog. This is well, Tango to Roxanne levels of like, even if I hated this film all the way through, which I didn't, this is like the scene where you go, fuck, everybody loves this because it's really good. Yeah, well, it's Fidget with Olivia and Radigan escape on a giant Zeppelin that yeah. is, like, propelled by Fidget's bike, mm-hmm. bike thing on the back, and they're flying yeah. off. Radigan and... invents Zeppelins. Yeah. The same way that the Nazis will get them eventually. Why, how do you think they got them? The rats. <laughs> they didn't just come out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and then, so Basil chases after him by what is it like a box of matches and a bunch of balloons yeah, the good gang yeah, gets like, on uh he has um dawson and flaversham uh pick up a bunch of balloons they take the union jack and literally the might of britain comes after radigan like <laughs> you see right. a giant you like that's what comes up in front of their view is the big union jack and radigan's like oh fuck it's britain itself and basil's like surprise yeah. bitch it is and, and then Basil, for the, the first time the ever, yep. yells, Hail Britannia, <laughs> writing the, the patriotic anthem of the great <laughs> empire of Britain. Um, Fidget starts asking to throw over Olivia into the river so that there's less weight. 
And Radigan's like, oh, less weight? Yeah, dope, dude. And he throws Fidget over. And he specifically goes, I can't fly. I can't fly. I can't fly. I can't fly. can't fly. He drowns in the river, <laughs> assumably. Um, they all come. So, no, the Zeppelin crashes through Big Ben trying to get away from um, the. Basil, Basil pushes Big them. Ben is just the bell. It's I'm just saying. Really? Whatever, Yeah, dude. it's not the clock I, itself. It's amazing how much I don't care what you're saying. Well, that uh, was kind of good to know. I'm sure it is. I'll call it Big Ben. Was, yeah, but what are we going to do? You could stand to learn something. What are we going to do? While, what are you going to call it now? The clock tower. The oh, clock. wow. That sounds so much better. Well, I'm still going to call it Big Ben, but you know, it now like, we just know it's a metonymy. The bell you're stands for the whole clock. You're such a Frankenstein. Not... <laughs> you're such a, mm, you know, Frankenstein's actually the scientist and not the monster. <laughs> but that's true, though. That no, is true, though. Intelligence is. So stop. Intelligence <laughs> is knowing Frankenstein wasn't the monster. Wisdom is knowing that Frankenstein was the monster. Whoa. But that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the monster, <laughs> dude. I'm talking about a bell, Brian. Get out of here with this fucking big Frankenstein Intelligence shit. is Talk knowing that Big topical. Ben was the bell. Wisdom is knowing that Big Ben was not the bell. So, they all end up inside of the clock. Where yeah, the Zeppelin Which, according to Brian, apparently into... is a monstrous clock. I don't know There's, what the fuck. No, you know, that's a bunch not, of crazy I'm... gears going off. And they do something very particular with the sound there. I don't know what it is, oh, yeah. but the sound work is actually incredible in that the, scene. The Basil waking up inside of the like, with yeah. all the gears and stuff actually still looks really good to this day. Yeah. It's just solid animation. It's yeah, great. But I don't know why it sounds so good. It's like the... They messed they with the levels right. of they the different right. things, yeah. And uh, he's fighting with Radigan. They managed him and Olivia managed to get away from Radigan. Radigan sees them running off, and he gets fucking mad. Yeah. And that is the well, moment we, where it is like even Basil that, has even outsmarted me. Uh, before that, because this is a moment that I really like that this movie does. So typically, villains will have a, a something like they'll have the little girl with the gun to her head, like you wouldn't hurt me, or else the girl gets it. And Radigan ain't. None of that shit. No, he immediately, no. like, just uh, Basil like runs up and puts his cape in a gear, and ba- and Radigan like, oh fuck this, and just drop kicks the little girl into a gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, just, he almost kills well, her. No, he he's holding Olivia her. with one hand, and he's yeah. coming over to like choke out Basil, yeah. and Olivia herself manages to get out of his grasp by like biting his hand, I think. Yeah, and so yes, he just yes, whips yes, yes. her into so a he gear. tosses her towards the gear, and I'm like. Again, I hate to admit how fucking much this movie gets me, but like when she's looking, like you know, dr- being driven up by the gear into the other gear that's going to completely crush her like yeah. jam, I'm like, oh my god, Olivia, oh my god, <laughs> Olivia, are you okay? And then like the last thing it Basil gets her, and I go, wait a minute, this is a Disney film. They're not gonna crush <laughs> a fucking child mouse, dude. Like, tensions are high though. You don't close. know. That's true. No, no, because they're. Saying. Yeah, because right after that, they're running off, and you're yeah. like, cool, the danger's over, and Radigan's nope. like, no, it's nope. not, and he flips the fuck Surprise, out bitch. and just yeah. starts running. He doesn't even rip it off. It's All of his clothes come off as he's running oh, yeah, through yeah, the yeah, gears. Yeah. They're like getting ripped he off. He just pushes through it. Yeah, he just runs yeah. forward, and they just rip away. And now and he's, he's running on all fours. Yeah, yeah, like he's gone full animal. The beast has come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is like no more intelligence, which is like so fucking awesome yeah. that like Basil beats him in smarts, so he, and then he fucking like loses it completely, yep. and that is what ends up being his downfall. Because when he's when he's got Basil beat outside in the clock tower on the hands, since he's not paying attention anymore, he does not realize the clock's about to change time. Exactly, strike uh, midnight. By the way, yeah, while Basil does know. By the way, he fucks Basil 
up. Oh, yeah. Like, he just... Every claw... Like, I was waiting for the moment where Basil, like, outsmarts him again because he's in this rage. And he's like, aha! And he, like, falls back or, like, does something on purpose to whatever. Mm -hmm. Every move is just Radigan... (laughs) Hey, claw... Fuck you. Hey, Claw. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, just over Basil and over tries to again. get up for a yeah. second. He just, like, knocks gets him right out. He uppercutted right again. The only reason he gets away from him is because um, Radigan uppercuts him off the handle. And mm-hmm. Basil is, has the wherewithal to grab the rest of the broken Zeppelin. And that's yeah. what he's stuck down in. And, Bas- and Radigan's like, ha, 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 I've totally won. And then Basil's like, surprise, bitch, you didn't. Yeah, he rings the bell, yeah. and he's he knows the clock is going to change. And so he's prepared a whole plan for mm-hmm. it, while Radigan has only been focusing on tearing Basil to bits. Exactly. And then they both fall off the clock tower very dramatically, oh. and he comes back on his little fucking he, propeller thing. He, Perfect movie. He propels for his life, because there's yeah. no way... Like you'd have to you'd have to go like the flash levels of fast on like propelling that bike to oh, yeah. get to get the propeller momentum to stop your fall mid fall like with gravity coming down on you and then propel all the way back up. You'd have to be so fucking strong and fast with that. Like that's well, mouse it, physics, you know. They're a little. Different. Oh, you're just trying to hand wave it. All right, yeah. that's. Fine. <laughs> no, I'm just he, saying. But the no. way he's <laughs> when he's coming up and looking down, yeah. and he's not with normal Basil confidence. He's like, oh fuck. He's like, oh, I fuck. barely oh, survived. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was got ripped into little pieces mm-hmm. by a giant rat monster. Incredible. Yeah, it's perfect movie. Good, yeah. Oh, and yeah. then and then Basil, uh, Olivia's like, "All right, I've got to go." I'll, I just, that's that's <laughs> not the accent she does. Um, I can't do a Scottish accent right yeah, now. Yeah, be cuter, dude. No, I can't do it. She's too cute. Um, but she she's like, I, I love that she's like, "Bye, Basil," and she hugs him, and he's like, nah, "Oh, I uh, how awkward." And then she just goes, yeah, bye, uh, Dr. Dawson. You literally found me on the street and got me into this thing. But, like, yeah, I'll just wave. See you later, motherfucker. But, but what did Dawson really do? Though? I know. That's true. That's he got true. drunk at a burlesque show when he was supposed to be saving <laughs> and a then little girl. And to, to cap it off, we get the – oh, this is what I was going to bring up. So there is a – CinemaSins does this a lot with a sin on the movie called Roll Credits, where when they say the name of the movie in it, the mm-hmm. Great Mouse Detective does this the best because they uh, basically Basil and Dawson are like teamed up at the end and they're going to be like a detective team. And Dawson's yep. narration comes back in and he goes, um, we had many adventures after that, but I always look back on that first one with fondness. And I always Which, think, by the way, I love because that means I don't have to worry about that. I'm like potentially missing out correct. on dope sequels. It's always just like, OK, I feel like the rest of the correct. adventures are not as good. Exactly. So I'm okay. Exactly. Um, but he's I look back with fondness. Um, and I look on the adventures of uh, Basil of Baker Street, the Great Mouse Detective. The end. Credits roll. And I'm roll like, credits. Yes! Dude. Perfect. I don't perfect know how they don't teach movie. this movie in screenwriting classes. I really don't. It's a dude, perfect. I don't know how I yeah. film. I w- <laughs> so, and I I didn't catch I didn't catch anything we couldn't respond to, Brian. We went through the whole movie scene by scene. The only the only thing I have, the only thing I have cuz you only hand waved it away was him <laughs> propelling himself back up on that little propeller thing. Other than that, no, 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 no. you're right. Other no, than he's that, not, that wasn't he's, a hand no, wave. But he's it's literally not as heavy as a human being. But yeah. he is so he the requires same relative less lift. Hum, but he's the still relative size and strength he would need to propel that up fast enough to hold his weight and the weight of the thing and then to push back from the falling and to go back up like there's and to be fair, you can see that he's not propelling it, but like before he goes into the fog. 
which is at least like saying, a fourth of the way down. None of us are engineers, <laughs> let alone mouse engineers. So true. who's to say? You mean Imagineers? <laughs> if we're talking <laughs> Disney, that's what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, pretty much. Honestly, even again, I'm okay with the hand waving on that to make it a. We'll look into it. We'll, we'll have look, to. We'll yeah, have to I was gonna say we'll look. Into contact it. some physicists. We'll get just back so to it's you. not a gritty, perfect, true to life, you know, interpretation of what inspired Sherlock Holmes. That there is a little <laughs> bit of whimsy Wait, in it. No, <laughs> we don't know if this is the origin because Holmes and Watson are already together, and then this is when Basil and Dawson meet for the first time. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's how we know that Watson has also recently come back. Exactly. They probably just started right before this. Like the stroke of midnight is when a study in Scarlet starts after the Great Mouse Detective. I'd have to look at that. What did you? A study in Scarlet's the first. No, no, no. I, uh, I, I know Sherlock what you Holmes. were saying. Um, Jorge, you said that came from that that did, audio. It's from the Redheaded League. So I don't know. I've got to look. In I'll look that is. up. I'll look that up to see how far into their stuff that is. Yeah, but once again, it's an alternate yeah. universe, so we don't know. Oh, don't. <laughs> You're I'm just, just saying, immediately the, trying to throw the, doubt on my fucking evidence of... The only thing we can be sure of is that there is an angelic dialogue between the reality of mousedom and the reality of man. I just want to I just want to come back like an episode later and go, the fucking Redheaded League was like the 80th <laughs> adventure that Holmes and Watson had. Yeah, you're so just going to like Charlie, Ke- Charlie Kelly, exactly, Pepe Sylvia. Pepe us. Sylvia. We, can, we can work with that because that just means that the mouse uh, war lasted maybe like upwards of I'm a few st- years. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'll, you know what? For now, just to end the episode, I'll give. I'll just give for now. I'll do a, a temporary <laughs> surrender, all right? Just please stop. Y'all heard no, it. No more. I don't even think, dude, I don't even think we need to ask if we're friends. Correct. We oh, we absolutely we do not need to. Even if I fucking had other problems with this film no we do not need to ask i loved it yeah the grace mount detective all <sighs> right well if you would like to hear any more of our theological theories you can always find us on the yeah. world wide web at our website r-we-friends.com or on twitter and instagram at underscore are we friends all one word if you like these sort of metaphysical musings about the superiority of mice or you know any other content please like rate subscribe or content in general. Find us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. We are currently on Google Play. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean. We're everywhere. So tell us, tell a friend, tell the mice, because then we'll have properly infinite well, audience. Then they'll make Sorry, the that, no, they listen. would have their own podcast. Oh, oh my God. Right. Is there an Are We Friends it's mice probably, It's probably like, Are We Mice or Are We Men? Oh, my God. It's called Of Mice and Men. Yeah. Well, um, so until we discover um, that which inspired our podcast, I have no. been your f- pale imitation of a mere mouse co-host, Taylor. I've been your bumbling doctor sidekick, Brian. And I'm Jess Jorge. And we will come to you with more thrilling adventures next week. Cheerio, good chap. <laughs>